Hey guys, and welcome to my holiday season two-part special. Why is it called that? For three reasons. A. Because I will be releasing two episodes within a few days of each other. Hence, two-parter. Two. Each episode follows the theme of quote-unquote holiday season. A.K.A. you have more time at home than normal. And D. It's special. Because each episode will be uh, somewhat snack-sized. We'll see. I'll try my best. Let's get started with part one of two. Which I am calling my non-holiday holiday suggestions to kill that extra time you have this time of year with. I've got eight quick suggestions from Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon Prime. So hopefully there is something for everyone. You can think of these suggestions as the Die Hard 2 suggestions of mine. They can be enjoyed any time of the year, but why not around the holidays? Let's get started with a classic show from my childhood that recently was added to Netflix's catalog. Bean Chappelle Show. If you are looking for an excellent sketch comedy show, look no further than Chappelle's show. It's something that you could miss a portion of the episodes and still be fine when you get back to paying attention to the show. The show brings the comedic genius of Dave Chappelle front and center as he roasts topics on race, politics, celebrities, and sex. With an 8.8 .8 out of 10 on IMDb, you can't go wrong so as long as you can handle an adult joke or six. I give this show 4 out of 5 Christmas-themed cutout cookies from me. This next selection can be found on Amazon Prime. It is the show titled Wayne. Here we've got another suggestion that is definitely for mature audiences only. This time much more for reasons of violence, gore, and language. You may or may not recognize some of the faces in this show. But that doesn't matter because this show is full of character and you'll get to know everyone quite well. I have to hold myself back from saying this show is pure genius for one reason and one reason only. That'd be the plot holes. Some things just do not add up, like in one instance where some characters just disappear from a location for no reason, which would have drastically altered how that event took place. But other than that, this show is simply awesome. I can't recommend it more. If you're in the mood for something a bit violent, it's about a violent vigilante kid, Wayne, who goes on an adventure like no other you've ever seen. I cannot wait for a second season. You'll be hearing more about this show in the future. I am positive about that. Currently it's at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and it has an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb and it gets two out of two Christmas trees large enough to be on display at the Rockefeller Center from me. Let's uh let's take it back a notch here after Wayne and my next show can be found on Netflix and Hulu actually and that would be The Great British Baking Show or as it was originally titled the Great British Bake Off. That's what it's known as in Britain. Why the slight change of name? I've got no fucking clue. Probably so someone could validate to management that they are earning a paycheck for a reason. Regardless, there is something amazing about this baking show. 
the sound design of it is so simple and elegant and charming and relaxing and wonderful. It just helps to ease you into this lovely mental place that a lot of American television doesn't do. Nothing is taken too seriously on this show. The bakers in the competition are amateurs, so although they're not professional bakers, they have regular day jobs, they're still very good bakers. The show is broken up into three challenges for each episode, which follow a similar theme across, you know, that episode. They do the filming over the weekends, so it's not like these people are engulfed in this competition, you know, 24-7, like others feel. They spend what must be like a couple of months with each other each weekend, which really helps to build this cute little bond between everyone in each season. And... Honestly, I don't think that there's a big grand prize. And if there is, it's not, like, they don't talk about it. It's not advertised. Uh, they get a trophy at the end, and they get the title. If I had one word, it would be relaxing. Please take my advice and give this show a chance. Each season has its own character to it. I love this show. It currently is sitting at an 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb. And I'm giving it a 5 out of 5 chamomile teas with a side of perfectly baked shortbreads. Ooh, and maybe some of those Vienna whirls. And a couple coconut macaroons, maybe some Yorkshire pudding, and a slice of mincemeat pie as well. Oh gosh, you know what? You cannot forget about that good old Victoria sponge. Or that millionaire shortbread. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Ah, oh, shite. Don't forget a couple of those corner splits, too. Sorry, sorry. I just. I drifted off for a moment. I hope I didn't say anything embarrassing. Let's get moving. And we're moving back to Strictly Netflix with The Queen's Gambit. It's a very recent addition to Netflix's original content and one that is definitely great. The Queen's Gambit is to chess what rounders was to poker, what dodgeball was to the sport of dodgeball, what cool runnings was to bobsledding. You getting the idea here? Chess has suddenly become popular because of this show. Anya Taylor-Joy does a delightful job of pulling off her best Will Hunting from the movie Good Will Hunting, combined with John Nash from the movie A Beautiful Night Mind. And I'm not joking. Um, those are two excellent performances in two great movies that this show and the main character in the show remind me the most of. It is spectacular. It's interesting. It's engaging, and mostly it's really well made. The quality of the technical work can change a bit from episode to episode, which I find often to be the case for Netflix originals, but at its worst, it's still really well made. If you want to binge an entire show while you eat your entire allotment of Christmas candy in less than three days' time, or two days, or less than one day, it's hard not to recommend the show for that job with a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and an 8.8 .8 on IMDb, and a checkmate in three from me, this is a definite recommend for The Queen's Gambit. We're going to move on over to Disney+. Plus. 
with a little show you might have heard of by now, The Mandalorian. And it's related to like this movie from the 70s. Like, I think it's called The Star Wars. It's part of that universe. If you don't have a subscription to Disney+, Plus, do yourself a favor. Set aside an extra like 10 bucks and get yourself a one month subscription at some point in the coming month here. Whatever works for your schedule when you'll have some time to binge the two seasons of The Mandalorian that will be fully available by December 18th. That is when the last episode is going to be released. They release a new episode every Friday. So um, that's kind of cool to actually experience that release schedule compared to you know a lot of what you get these days where whole show just gets dumped at once but you don't have to wait you can just go getting up disney plus for one month and you're set this show is a serious tweet tweet it's a serious treat i cannot say enough about the amazing job that john favreau and his crew have done with this show it's an episodic adventure show done with this old western style and with a lot of love of the craft of filmmaking as well as love for the source material that is based on i'm by no means a big star wars person myself and i'm not even really a fan of like old westerns i've seen all of the star wars movies and that's about it the thing is you could enter this show without seeing any of the movies and you would be fine it's just in the same universe that's all Currently, the show is sitting at an 8.7 out of 10 on IMDb, and it has a 92% uh, approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. From me, this show gets a full Natalie Portman as Padme in that tight white outfit from the movies. For those that are not attracted to women, that means this show gets a 10 out of 10 for me. The Mandalorian is a gem of gems. I love it for everything that it is so far, three episodes into season two. Love it. Coming up next is a show that you can find on Hulu, What We Do in the Shadows. That is the title. And so we've covered brash humor. We've covered violent vigilante stuff. We've covered relaxing and calming. And we've covered two very well-crafted shows. All that is left to fulfill this spectrum is weird. You want weird? What we do in the shadows is strange. It is a mockumentary style comedy horror. But it's really not that horrific in any way. It's something that you will remember. And although I prefer the movie's vampires to the show, the show does have one vampire, Colin Robinson. Who trumps all if you're looking for something that is everything I listed before it's not over-the-top amazing it's even a bit mundane at times but I would say maybe that's on purpose even if you want something out of the ordinary this would be a good place to start it has an 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb and it has a 97% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes I give the TV show what we do in the shadows Five out of seven crucifixes. Crucify? Crucif crucifixes. That's right. Up next, getting into a couple movies here. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which you can find on Amazon Prime. Does Kiss Kiss Bang Bang qualify as a holiday movie? I don't know, but it can. If you want it to, it can. 
This is one of a few of these choices that I watched with my parents over the past two past holidays when I went down and visited them in Snowless, Florida. And this movie we played during the day while we were prepping dinner and generally relaxing after a long morning at the beach or something. I sort of forced this one on them, and although it's not their style, they were mostly engaged in the movie. It's one that I will rewatch one of these years. It's an action, mystery, dark comedy directed by Shane Black. If you're not familiar with that name, Shane Black is responsible for the Lethal Weapon movies, The Last Action Hero, The Nice Guys. There's many more on his list. He has a style, and it tends to go over well with audiences overall. There is some star power in the cast with Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer frontlining the movie. This movie is very much a, a holiday movie in the same vein as Die Hard 2 is. So if you don't necessarily want Christmas in your Christmas movies, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a dead ringer for you. With a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb and an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, I give this movie two kisses and one bang, but I'll be calling it back for that second bang in a year or two. Hopefully it's still available. I believe this will be our last one for this episode, which is a movie that can also be found on Amazon Prime called Carol. This is the movie we watched as a family um, once we settled in for a night. I think we watched this the same day as Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. This movie has a much more serious tone. Carol is, hmm, it's a very good movie. Um, being that the story revolves around a lesbian couple in the 1950s, and there is even a sex scene, I wasn't sure that my parents' reception of it, like, what that would be. They both liked it. Um, as much as me, I would say. Uh, that was my first time seeing it, too. I think my mother liked it more. I think my dad like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang more, but still like this movie. I, I can't remember. This movie is well written with a very good story and it has even better acting, um, which is done by Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, and Sarah Paulson all kill it in this drama romance. I can't really explain the movie as it's, it's not about some plot. It's a drama period piece. It's about the relationships going on in the story. If you want something that I would consider a f film, then this is the option for you. It's it's beautiful, honestly. Um, it's not my favorite type of movie, but I was definitely glad that I watched it. And although it doesn't need to be watched around this time of the year, it is better off seen this time of the year. Otherwise, it wouldn't have made this list. Now, would it have? With a 7.2 out of 10, and a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, this is definitely one of those that critics like more than audiences, and for this one-man audience, I'm going to give it three closets out of four, so get on out of your closet, wave your LGBTQ flag, and watch this fabulous movie. No, seriously though, um, it doesn't slap you over the head with anything political. There is no glitter or jazz hands happening in this movie. It's a very solid piece of art. And in my opinion, it deserves to be seen by as many eyes as it can will see it. It's very good.
All right. I will be back with part two in a couple of days. Part two will be more on holiday themed and actually has a short review for the newest Christmas movie to be added on Netflix. Jingle Jangle. A Christmas Journey. To help you determine if it is worth two hours of your time. I'm off to watch a newer one that I just saw uh, before recording, which is called Holiday, which um, will also be talked about along with a few other movies from years past. Peace.